0: are here. Audience people are here. Yeah! We have an audience. It's fantastic. Yes, I love it. We have jokes to tell to people. It's so good. No, I, hey, you guys, language is very political. Are you guys, are you political people? I know. I like to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. In fact, yesterday was 7-Eleven Yes, and you know what you get on 7-Eleven? free Slurpees at every single motherfucking 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Who says there's no free lunch? There's enough calories in a fucking Slurpee. There's enough sugar in there. Mm. And you can walk around with different kinds of alcohol and see which kinds go best together. Now I say the piña colada, some say rum, I say no, go with the whiskey. It's actually better. Now the best is the cherry with the whiskey. Oh, man. (laughs) What? (laughs) You want a day drink with me? 7-Eleven, let's do it! (laughs) All that sugar, scallop, corn syrup, yeah! like Adderall for the week. It's sugar. Remember, I was was in junior high in 1988, and I used to be addicted to Jolt Cola. Does anyone remember Jolt? All the sugar, twice the caffeine? Oh, yeah! I was in seventh grade being like, this is the shit! (laughs) You're taking Ritalin? I'm on Jolt, baby! Wow! They're like, you're not ADHD. I'm like, I am now! Ah! Try to try to diagnose me. No. <laughs> Not unless the drugs are good. Are they giving out ketamine for depression now? It's time to be like, I've been depressed for so long. <laughs> we get ketamine now? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Pharmacology, my favorite thing. My favorite drugs are benzodiazepines. You guys into benzodiazepines? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yes! Here's the thing. Doctors call them the Tupam family. They were made for me. (laughs) Like my in the 90s they called some people Tupac. They called me Tupam. That's because I was on benzodiazepines baby. (laughs) Yeah. I love drugs. I love drugs so much I should've become a pharmacologist. Like, I love drugs that much that I would consider not doing drugs to be a doctor of drugs because I love drugs. (laughs) I do. I changed my whole life for marijuana. Anybody else? Yay! No, just me. Years ago, my parents were like, you're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get in trouble with that marijuana, you crazy kid. Uh, My first marijuana recipe was published in 1993. I know, I'm dating myself, yeah. (laughs) In a comedy newspaper called The Koala at UCSD. And it's terrible. Do not follow that recipe. I knew nothing back then. Jon Snow, you know nothing. I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. But now, now weed is my, I'm not going to say my everything, but a lot, a lot. (laughs) Anybody eat so many edibles that you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> no, really. Ah, hot, cold. I'm, I'm Airbnb ing in my own home. Why? why is there cat litter everywhere? Like, why? What is who? Wow. Not supposed to have a cat when you Airbnb. That's weird. No, I, ah, I get really high. No, lately I get so high that like I need to get those little stickies on the ground because I'm afraid of falling over. Like, I'm old. Uh, I just can't wait to be like the dead lady. Like, oh, how'd she die? She was too high. She fell over in the bathtub. Uh, she couldn't figure out how the shower worked. Ah, it's too hot. It's too cold. Why'd you flush the toilet? Who are you? <laughs>
1: Why are you in this
0: Airbnb? Oh, wait, you're my boyfriend. Okay. Really high. Forgot that you lived with me. That's cool. That's good. I love cats. You love cats? Good, I love cats. I love cats so much. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Like, I want to take my cat. He's so soft. I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. I'm a crazy cat lady. Wow! I I love my cat so much. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Do you know how soft? My favorite part of the cat is their back leg, that weird part between their paw and their knee. I don't know what it is. It bends the wrong way. They're aliens. Just bow to your alien overlords, everyone. But touch the back part of their cat. So soft. Anybody else masturbate with their cat? No, just, not like with my cat, not like I don't use my cat for masturbation. Like we masturbate at the same time together. Like he gets all up against me. He's like, and his little kitty crayon comes out, comes on out. Like he's fixed, but still like sometimes a bead of wetness will come out to the end of his little kitty dick. And then it like goes onto the sheets. Do you know what cat cum smells like? (laughs) Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. Don't freak out. It's okay. It doesn't smell like anything. There's nothing in it. I don't even know what it is. It's like, oh my cat squirts. (laughs) Like, hey, my pussy squirts. (laughs) Hey. We got we got We got there. Yay, misogyny is rampant. No, it's no it's great. I mean, it's everywhere. I've been I've been watching 90s movies lately with a critical eye and so like I count the seconds before I hear a homophobic or misogynistic comment. <laughs> it's like 17, 18 seconds in the beginning of all movies from the 80s and 90s. Like the very, just start watching them again. Jingle all the way, every punchline is about being gay. So just, yay, 1996, we were so progressive when I was in college, yay. But language is so political and we're all about it now and it's everywhere, it's pervasive. I don't want to call myself a feminist, but I have to because otherwise, well, what am I? I'm a female. I'm a huge man. I'm a person. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peepole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. It actually has an I. <laughs> you can take out your T nine and check and <laughs> say I am a feminist. Ah, I can spell. I'm a witch. Ah, she can read. Stop it. Ah, but like, look at all the other, you know, what I have to call myself a feminist. All these other crazy names, right? Like, right now, I'm menstruating. The one thing you can literally, literally never do. And your name's all over it. <laughs> and you think it's gross. <laughs> Menstruate. Cool. Uh, Hi, men. When I have sex for the first time, I break my, hi, men, hi, men, hi, I can have sex with all of you now, yay, hi, men. The one I do understand is menopause, right? Because when I'm 55, men are totally going to pause on me when they're swiping one or the other direction. Language is so political. I hate it. I don't want to be political. I don't want to talk about it. Like I said, I want to submerge myself. I love drinking.
2: I love drinking.
0: Uh, I I changed a lot of my life to be able to drink all the time. I got... I did... I, I used to be married, <laughs> and then I got a DUI. I flipped a car three times, and they were like, "I was in DUI classes," and they said, "How are you gonna avoid another DUI?" And uh, I said, "I'm never gonna drive again." And this guy, the guy teaching the class, was like, "I'll never see her again, all of you. I'll see you all again. She's not gonna ever drive again. <laughs> Yay!" But at that same time, I made a decision, like, "I'm an adult. I'm gonna be responsible. I'm not gonna stop drinking. I'm gonna stop driving." I'm a re- I'm an adult. I'm responsible. I'm not going to have a baby. Yay! I want to drink and smoke pot all the time. I don't want kids. Yay, abortion. Yay. Yay. Right? Like, come on, America. Right now, they're changing all the rights. You want me, 44-year-old, childbearing-age alcoholic, to have a baby? Yeah? Really, America? Cool. Let's get some new tools so I can drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe in the trunk of the car while we're hanging out at the bar. (laughs) Right? I can't afford a babysitter. I am the babysitter. But the baby in a trunk with a sleeping bag safe. Right, America? No. It turns six and it's still wearing one of those backpack things so it doesn't run into traffic. Like, my mommy doesn't love me. (laughs) Like, why am I here? Uh, And then at seven, it's in, I'm at one of those stupid parent teacher conferences. It's in first grade for like the second time. And the teacher looks at me and she says, "Um, Your child says you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch, I didn't want the kid. It turns 12, it finally starts doing ketamine, and I'm like, who is your dealer? (laughs) I can take you to Burning Man. We can finally get to know each other, it's gonna
3: be so great.
0: And at 15, it teaches me the cutest thing, you know? If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. (laughs) from the mouths of babes. Genius. And then at 17, it finally dies from one of those like speedball heroin speed things to the vein and the cocaine or whatever. And I'm like, 17 years. That is a 17 year late term abortion. That is the latest late term abortion I could have ever had. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. <laughs> Not mine. I was like, let it go into traffic at six. I'm afraid I don't want to get him. My point is that let people be in charge of their family planning, because al- some alcoholics know best. <laughs> like, mommy knows this. What do you want? You want me to have a little kid that's like, Yep, um, whiskey and chocolate milk, just like mom used to mix. (laughs) Yay! Really underused mixer for whiskey, chocolate milk. By the way, it's so delicious (laughs) when you're day drinking (laughs) on a Tuesday. It's really (sighs) It's careful on the tummy, so it's good. Thank you guys for laughing at my jokes. I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Yay! So yay, look at this wonderful audience. Uh, We sing a little song when we start. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. Mutiny, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, comedy,
2: clubhouse.
0: Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. We don't have problems with people smoking pot here. (coughs) Mutiny, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! You're already here. Yay! Our first comedian of the night is all the way from New York City. New York City! <laughs> Get a rope so we can exsusiate himself while he's jacking off. Put your hands together, everybody, for Corey Cunningham!
4: Time for your host. Hello, everyone. That's right, I do like autoerotic asphyxiation. What are you going to do? That's the city. Yeah. Um, so if you noticed, I'm wearing my Fred Flintstone shirt for you guys tonight like to wear it out and let the ladies know I can make your bed rock. Ah. <laughs> and then I, don't get laid. Um, yeah, that's right, I uh, came here on my rollerblades, actually, uh, no joke. I skated here from the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Yo, don't, thank you. Uh, these hills are no joke. These are like black diamond hills. Like, the kind of hills where, like, I was skating. I can do the hockey stop, like, the, like, stop like that. But, like, I was sliding so much that I then fell into, like, the street. Don't wear a helmet, because that would be lame. Uh, What can I tell you about myself? I work, I'm out here on business. This is my first time on the West Coast. I love it. I love you guys. This is a great time. Uh, I work for the Weather Channel. Yeah, thank you. It's a good, it's a good job. Like, it's pretty politically heated out here. Like, uh, so it's a safe job for like a straight white male to be in, you know, I'm just telling you the weather, please don't get at me. But uh, working at the weather, I found out biggest audience, white people, 100%. I don't know what it is about the stats and maps that just like, my nipples are getting hard right now just thinking about it. (laughs) If I had a guess, I would say it's because, uh, you know, knowing the forecast makes white people feel like they're in control of their day you know which makes sense because historically speaking white people like to be in control of everything so also affects their leisure sports you know like sailing or skiing or colonizing all of these things but uh yeah, i'm a single guy so you know anybody else in here single tonight Make some noise. Let's go. Let's get late tonight, gang. I'm leading the brigade. You gotta do the things that you're good at. Like, I heard that uh, women are attracted to flexible guys, so I've been doing yoga, and I got really flexible. I'm fucking with
2: you. Yeah.
4: I'm not fucking around. Yeah, do you know how many times? I know, it's crazy. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
4: Do you know how many times this has got to be late? Zero. Never happened. And why would it? Hey bartender, ready to get that girl a drink right there? Hey, whoa, whoa, bro! I didn't know it was your girl. Yo, yo! If you want to take this outside, I will fucking kick your ass. Thank you. Uh, If you didn't like that joke, loosen up. Uh, Anyway, thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah. So as you can tell, I go to the gym a little bit, and uh, I'm so like I'm from New York City, so like it's like crammed with people, like the gym always. So I have to like use the showers and stuff, and like. I have to use all the equipment, and I just can't stand... You know when you hear, like, guys, like, screaming, you know? Like, I swear to God, I was in the gym the other day, and I heard a guy, and he was like, oh, oh, fuck yeah, oh. And he was in the shower, so it was just like... It's just so gross. Snorting, love it. Let's get after it. Um, I'm single. Um, You know... I'll be honest with you guys, I'm single, but I'm still, I'm getting myself in trouble, I've been hooking up with my ex-girlfriend as of late, not good, not making healthy decisions, and it's like, why should I even be with her, you know, she, true story, she actually broke up with me on 9-11, whoa, 9-11, what, and like many people that day, I was crushed, and, I don't like to compare tragedies, but I'm just saying. Like, now I'm never going to forget. Still seeing her. Here's a crazy story. Um, One of the last weddings I went to was with her. It was for her cousin. And uh, the groom to be at this wedding was in the Air Force. And all his platoon buddies were there, you know? So at the reception, they're doing what all great American heroes do. They sit at the bar and they didn't talk to anyone. They got a shit face by themselves. I tried chumming it up with these guys, right? We're playing darts. Playing darts with this guy in the military, and he throws a dart, boom, bullseye. And he's g- immediately,
5: That's right, bitch!
4: How do you like me now? Bullseye! What? Now, I think we can all agree that's a bit much for darts. That's a lot of energy for a game, so I'm like nervous, right? You know, like everyone's watching. I got my girlfriend who I'm still in love with, like standing there, no big deal, we're not gonna get into that anyway. So I line up for the shot, I throw it, and by some miracle, I hit a bullseye. Whoa, everyone's like, Yeah, yeah, my girlfriend who I'm still in love with, like, Yeah, yeah, I'm like, Oh my god, it's gonna last forever, anyway. Uh, Everyone's screaming except for the military guy. He looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, that wasn't a bullseye. The thing about darts is like, it's right there. So it was like, no, no, it's like right there. It's a bullseye. It's like, that wasn't a bullseye. He takes the bullseye out of the cork, puts it on the side of the board. He looks at me dead in the eyes and he said, I killed 22 people in Iraq. That wasn't a bullseye. Well, when you put it that way, I guess it is isn't a bullseye. What am I going to do, fight the military guy? Moral of that story is I'm a pussy. But you guys have been a wonderful audience. Thank you so much. Have a great night.
0: Corey Cunningham, Respects the Military. Yay! Yay! That's great. No, it is. I mean, wow, what do you do in that situation? I I back down. <laughs> That's the thing, is like when you realize it's we are fight or flight kind of people. One time I was in um, a civic center writing poems for money because, you know, gotta stay alive in the city. And a man came up to me with a cane and started like shaking it menacingly at me and yelling, and I just backed up like a chicken. <laughs> I just made as much noise as I could, and I made my body as big as possible as I fluttered away from the situation. It worked. It's, yeah. Fight or flight, I love flight. I say, people have been alive for long enough. Yay, we did it, yay. Call it a pussy, I don't care. Pussies pussies catch birds, and I'm in flight. Ah, pussies are stronger than birds. Did you know that when baby cats are born, they have teeth? and that they suck on their mom's nipples? How strong are cats' nipples? Why aren't we making like Kevlar suits out of cat nipples? Like not that we have to kill, I'm just saying like do some research and figure out. Their baby kittens are born with teeth, right? Eight of them, I, I, right? That's why when they're like, oh you're a pussy, I'm like Jesus Christ, that is strong as fuck. You can let things suckle on your I'm a cat person, I identify as cat. You can, all the new pronouns, he, she, they, z, whatever, meow. Just, your next comedian, he's one of the up and comers on the scene and he's so funny and amazing. And wow, I love your shoes. You just gotta leap onto the stage right now. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer, yay! There we
6: go. Thank you guys, thank you Pam. I don't think I should've worn these shoes with this red shirt, is that correct? Alright, no one wants to be honest. Okay, that's fine. Just killing it with the shoes. That's great. Thank you so much for coming, guys. I appreciate it. It's very delightful. You guys doing alright these days? Not really? Okay, that's cool. (laughs) That's fine. I've been doing kind of shitty recently, uh, mostly because people keep telling me that I look like a douchey Thomas the Tank Engine. But like it's accurate, you know? So choo-choo, gotta <laughs> lean into it. Uh, you could also probably tell by looking at me, I speak Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> yeah, baby, just kind of a vibe. Uh, not that good at it though. <laughs> I did in high school, I forgot most of the Chinese, but I'm still good enough to order in Chinese at a Chinese restaurant, fun to do that sometimes. Tried to do that recently, I was at this Chinese restaurant and I wanted to get the black pepper chicken. So I asked the server, I was like, ji." <laughs> yeah, you didn't think I could do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> And the server responded in a perfect accent. He's like, yeah, I don't know what language that is. You're at a Panda Express, dog. You could just point at the shit that you want. Uh." So I snagged some orange chicken and walked out the mall. It was a fantastic birthday. I'd recommend it, baby. A lot of my friends are uh, bro-y straight guys, and uh, that can be kind of shitty, because in my experience, bro-y straight guys really like talking about one topic. If you think you know it, shout it out. Sports. Sports. Penis. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, everyone's penis doing well today? It's like, yeah. Let's talk about this. Pull it out. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. <laughs> no, sports, that's that's accurate. I feel like a lot of my friends talk about sports too much. And that's problematic for me because I don't follow sports. I don't pay attention to sports. don't really know a whole lot about it. I'm sure that's confusing to some of you because I look like I DVR lacrosse games, but... <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, yeah, you also probably. Uh... <laughs> So, I don't know, I end up in these conversations that I just have no ability to participate in, like, about sports. You know, my friends will talk, they'll say some shit like, man, I think the Jaguars are going to have a really tough year this year. And, you know, I'll still pipe in, chime in when I can, so will be like, no way, dude, that's the fastest animal in South America. <laughs> They're going to be just fine, you know? My friend would be like, all right, well, obviously, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, NFL team, the Blake Bortles. I'm like, all right, well, thank you for telling me that. That will be good to know for when I tell this joke. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm doing it now. <laughs> all right. Uh, I figured out how to get out of this, though. Like, if you're in a sports conversation, you want the sports conversation to end, here's what you do. You look at one of your friends who's talking, make deep eye contact just like this, and then you go like this. Ah. <laughs> That'll kill the conversation, right? <laughs> At first they'll have some reaction to be like, oh, what are you doing? This is a nice restaurant, but <laughs> after that, they're not gonna be talking about sports anymore. Because here's the thing, one of the key pillars of being a broy straight guy is that you're not totally sure that you're not gay. <laughs> so if your friend just made loving eye contact with you and pantomimed a blowjob, you're not gonna turn around and be like, anyway, I think Clay Thompson is an excellent ball handler, you know? <laughs> not gonna happen. I do like, I do, I do like some sports, though. Like, uh, my favorite sport is ping pong. Uh, Yeah, there we go. Some fans in the crowd. Nice. And, like, I'm pretty good at ping pong. Not that hard to be pretty good at ping pong. You just have to have two qualifications. Long arms and a tech job. And I... Got it. If I had short arms, I'd be a foosballer. It's just how the world works. What I like about ping pong, though, is that ping pong is a sport that is named after the noises you make when you play the sport... How wonderfully whimsical is that? I love it. I want to see that for all sports, man. Like, oh, do I want to play a game of basketball? No. Do I want to play a game of boing swish? Yeah. (laughs) Boing clang, if you suck. It works, you know? You can do this with all kinds of sports. Darts? (laughs) Tennis? Ah! Ah! You know? (laughs) Football? Whatever noise a concussion makes. It all works. (laughs) I just kind of feel like, you know, the world is already shitty and dark and scary and bad enough where, like, we should make our recreational activities as joyous as possible. I believe that, man. Like, I like playing video games a lot. Video games a fun activity for me. But I don't like a lot of the new video games they've been coming out with recently. I think they're too realistic to the point where it's, like, stressful to play. Like, I played this new game recently. It's called Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like an intense game. It's a cowboy game. I was playing it. I was cowboying it up, going around. And uh, I killed a bad guy, right? I shot him. And he, he died. He was bleeding everywhere. And that was fine, right? I was prepared for that. What I wasn't prepared for is after he died, his daughter came out of the building behind him, <laughs> saw what I had done, and started crying? <laughs> what the fuck is that? You can't just do that to a person. I'm just sitting on my couch, stone covered in cheese dust, getting PTSD. It's not okay, man. I don't even think anybody asked for that, right? I don't think they had some focus group one day where they're talking to some guy who's like, yeah, Call of Duty, that was a pretty fun game, but I think it would be a lot better if it had more broken families, you know? (laughs) I don't think that conversation happened. Uh, I'm red, green, colorblind. (laughs) Oh, you don't need to... Oh, it's super not a big deal. Uh, I actually didn't find out I was colorblind until I was seven years old. Uh, and I found out because I was seven one day, and it was nice that I was going to go for a bike ride. Right, and then I went to get a helmet, went to where the helmets are. And I was like, hey, mom, keep passing me that brown helmet right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was like, do you think that this helmet is brown? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she said, this is a green helmet. I think you might be colorblind. We should get you checked out. Have a nice bike ride. <laughs> And I tried my best, you know? I tried to just have a good bike ride, not worry about it, but that's a fucking lot to learn as a seven-year-old. <laughs> so I did my best during the ride, just focus on what I could, take my mind off it, look at the nice khaki-colored sunshine, the uh, beautiful beige grass of the neighborhood. It was super pleasant. I bet a lot of people think it's a big deal being red-green colorblind. Everyone's the same. Two questions for me when they find out. First question I'll get when people find out I'm red-green colorblind, they book, like, oh, you're red-green colorblind? What? Then how do you drive? <laughs> And I got a little secret for you guys about stoplights, is that the red one is on top. (laughs) Yeah, you guys didn't know that shit, right? Walking around like, I know the colors, I don't give a fuck about position, you know? (laughs) Don't worry though, I made a little song, you guys can remember what you learned here today. Feel free to sing along, if you know the words. It goes, uh, if the light is on the top, then you have to stop. And if the light's on the bottom, then fucking drive. (laughs) People behind you. Uh, Second question I'll get when people find out I'm colorblind is uh, they will point to an object nearby me that is presumably red or green. And they're like, "Oh, you're color colorblind? Then what color is that?" And it could be a disappointing question for people because I can figure it out most of the time just based on you know like context and stuff. So they'll be like, oh, I don't know, is that color red? And they'll blow their mind. They don't know how to deal. With it. They're like, well, "How did you know? How did you know that? I, I, thought, I thought you were wearing colorblind. How would you? I thought, how would you figure it? How did you? How would you have known that? I, I thought you were wearing colorblind. How would you have figured out that the thing was red?" And it's like, dude, because that's the logo of the restaurant, Red Lobster. <laughs> Colorblind, can still read, you know? If you want to stump me, you better come back with some, like, bell peppers or M&Ms because I <laughs> suck at those. <laughs> I, uh, you, guys are such a, you guys are such a fun crowd. I like doing stand-up. Uh, one time I did stand-up comedy on Acid. It's kind, of kind of a trip. Hey. <laughs> uh, I, was, a, I was, at a mu- was at a music festival. There was like an open mic tent. And so I went in. I was looking to sign up. And uh, there was a guy with a clipboard sitting near the stage. And so I was like, he probably knows. And so I walked up to him. And as I got closer, I realized that he was um, wearing clown paint on his face. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know if you guys have done acid before. But if you were to make a list of the activities that you want to do on acid, at the top, it's like, be in nature. Go swimming play with play-doh and then like way down here it's like ride a public bus <laughs> attend a funeral of a family member <laughs> and then below that it's talk to a clown so are you not good i walk up to the guy and i'm like hey is, is the open mic is still happening and he was like oh yeah um yeah we, we, could, we could we could put you on uh what's your name what's your act i was like uh my name's pete balmer i'll be doing stand-up comedy and he was like huh, nice you know like, a, I'm a funny guy, too. <laughs> uh, and so so he, go, he goes up. He walks on stage. No one's on stage at the time. There's, like, some soft music playing in the background. He cuts the music, <laughs> takes the mic, and he's like, uh, okay, sorry, everybody, which already a bad start. <laughs> just apologizing for me before I can even bomb. He's just like, sorry, everybody. Uh, but we got one more performance for you guys. Um, he's going to try to make you laugh. Make it loud for Pete. Falmer (laughs) and it's like all right cool I walk on stage I get up I'm a little wigged out right try to get myself comfortable I do some crowd work there's like a girl sitting in the front row I'm like hey you know what are you up to you do any weird drugs today I'm on LSD (laughs) and she was like no and I was like okay so I kind of keep pushing her I'm asking her questions she's not being super responsive right and then after a while I start to notice something I'm like hey by the way how old are you and she goes I'm 12 (laughs) which I was not prepared for (laughs) So I was like, oh, I still pulled this out. I was like, oh, well, don't do drugs. You'll end up like me. (laughs) And she did not laugh. So... (laughs) So I kind of, I'm going through the rest of the set. I'm just making it through jokes. You know, it's, it's hard. It's weird. And then at one point, like my time, my perception has been totally fucked. So I say out loud, I'm like, wow, I have no idea how long I've been up here. And I don't think that Bose the clown was super into that. Cause at that point he charged the stage, like came right at me and I was like, no, it's okay. I can keep going. But he just kept fucking coming. He grabbed the mic for me and I was like... Walking off the stage, and then he grabs me and he's like, No, 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 you got to stay. We're gonna do an improv scene based on one of your jokes. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Oh no. So I'm standing there, and uh, he's still got his hand on me, but he's like, okay, I need two volunteers from the audience. And no one's volunteering, right? Nobody wants to take part in this be on stage with a the clown. They're also on acid. Nobody is enthusiastic about this. So he starts looking. He turns away from me, and he's going, and he's just, like, doing what he can. I take this moment. I sprint off stage, run away from the tent, never see him again. And it was just one of those things where it's, like, a lot of time you'll do acid, and then you'll be like, wow, that moment yesterday was fucking crazy. And then you look back, you're like, no, I was just out of way. It wasn't that weird. But looking back on this, it's like, oh, no, yeah, I really did get temporarily restrained by a clown while child-watched, so (laughs) that was pretty fucking weird. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Give it up for your host.
0: Pete Ballmer. You can book him for children's birthday parties. He'll be, did I give you your weed? Yeah. That's how we pay comedians at Mutiny Radio. We don't have money, but we, you know, it's legal now, so just give them weed, that's how the... No, but it's, I mean, we're paying, I believe that you know, labor should be equitably valued, and I believe that comedians' labor is, I've watched you do those jokes, you've, I mean, I've watched you over the past year, it was amazing. Yay, give it up for Pete Balmer, yay! Uh, Your next comedian is one of my favorites on the scene, and I think that he's like the underdog of San Francisco's underground comedy scene. I, I really, I, he's one of the funniest people in town and you guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for John Gallagher!
5: All right, hell yes guys. I need I need this set to go well so I can get signed to Empire Records, I think. That's like I I'm just kidding guys. Hell yes. Hell yeah dude. I just I wanna show off my moxie. Are you, are you, do you work in the record industry by the way? So if you want to make it big, kid, you d- I do. <laughs> follow me into this bathroom if you want your dreams to come true. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm not in the... I don't know. Are you really? Fuck, like, if I nailed it, I'm so excited already. Oh, dude, this is the best. If you Feel free to... So, what, do you want to say what you do? Um, I still candies. So, <laughs> well... well yes, yeah, follow me into the bathroom for a different reason, I think. Just like... <laughs> You look like a giant baby. Get in here. <laughs> These kids, <laughs> you're not fat for no reason. You like candies. Just <laughs> come and, come in here and go to work. We're <laughs> Nice. Yeah, guys, right, Give him a round of applause., huh? give yourselves a round of applause. Hell yes, this is gonna be good. I'm fun. I'm having fun already, man. Yeah, dude, do a little spring in my step. Guys, it's been a this stand-up comedy fucking rules, right? This you, this is a weird thing. People can walk by, they're like, is this a, a cult or is is an AA meeting really animated? Like, <laughs> what is what what is? Why is everybody so happy? Nobody's okay in this room. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, I was uh, walking around, uh, because I I started out the day a little rough. I was walking around in my hometown of Oakland, California, and I have like a spring in my step like like I do right now, right? I'm walking around, and this guy sees me, this guy I've never seen before in my life, like goes, huh, looks like your skateboarding days are over, and then just keeps walking. (laughs) And, and goddamn, like just... (laughs) Have you ever had somebody just roast you just so hard, so quickly, and so efficiently? It was like he shot me. I was just like, like, because, like, with one sentence, he was like, you're old, you're broken, don't try, and just, like, kept going. That's, like, the perfect shutdown for, like, any, like, hoodied millennial, you know what I mean? Like, if the equivalent of that for, like, a baby boomer would be like, looks like high school football's over, Montana, you never... Like, he just said, he saw a man that looked so bad. He, like, I didn't remind him of just a bad-looking person. I reminded him of, like, a, a bygone era. Have you ever heard that? Just like, it was like the dust bowl in front of him. He was like, well, you crumpled, it's done. So don't try or anything. I mean, I'm fucking weird. I'm feeling better though, like said. So it's good to be here because, like I said, stand up already established. Very fucking weird, right? And it's weird when you do this because you get to like weird jealousies when you do this a lot. Like, I'll give you an example, right? Like, there's a couple comics that I've seen recently that were in like a Bed Bath and Beyond commercial, and I was like, man, I could have been the Bed Bath and Beyond guy. <laughs> He's like, man, it's like, fuck, I would have been the running for that dude. Fuck, could have been. What, what, what other than this looks like, you know, f- hygiene, physical, hygiene, physical fitness, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, obviously, like, not in the running, right? But here's the apex of this, right? Like, I'm in the BART station during Pride Week the other day, and I'm looking at the, the ads uh, on BART, and one of the ads is for the the HIV sex drug prep. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's the one so you can fuck when you have HIV and you don't get it. And there's a comic I knew in the commercial, and then, like, obviously, you don't see that. Like, I saw that, and this is my only impression, was I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, some people have all the luck. Like, it's <laughs> just like, I could be I could be the face of HIV sex, huh? If I try, I could be that guy. <laughs> be the HIV sex dude on the bus. <laughs> yeah, man, that's good. I, uh, I was riding the bus here earlier, too. And the bus, let's be frank, where I belong, okay? Was, uh, that's... Yeah, I'm in there, you know, I'm riding the 14 up and down, riding too long sometimes. I'm like, what is this guy, is he going? Is he just on? Okay, good, we're doing it. So, <laughs> riding the 14, I felt myself committing a tiny Bay Area crime. Now for you guys, you residents, you know what I'm talking about. I find myself sitting down in my seat and commit a little man spreading, guys. Oh, yeah, I know, real piece of shit, I get it, okay? I'm a villain, I understand, right? I sit down in this chair, and I feel my taut, muscular legs go slightly astray, okay? And I, I knock right into the withered, bird-like flesh of the old woman next to me. You know, our, our knees make contact, okay? And then instantly, we touch and I go, oh no. A Jezebel.com article's being written right now, shit! It's scary, you know? So I have to like, I have to clear this up, you know? So I look at her, I'm like, okay, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to do that. I, I was manspreading. That was my fault, okay? And this lady looks back at me with a blank stare in her face, and she goes, what is manspreading? Are you gonna, it's 2019. Are you going to make me mansplain, manspreading to you right now? You old whore, huh? And I spit in her mouth, because it's you do. <laughs> Oh, you guys are fun because you're fucked up. That's good. <laughs> That's exciting. I don't like. Here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot about how we look up here. I'm a, I'm also a substitute teacher. I probably shouldn't tell you that after saying I spit in a lady's mouth on a bus. But. Again, you know, you grow into this person. This is every substitute teacher you've ever had, right? (laughs) You've seen this person. And uh, you guys are are good. You guys are nice people. Like, bad comedian crowds are nowhere near as bad as children and just groups of them every day. Because they are so unrelentingly cruel, nonstop. They don't even know. Because you don't realize it it takes until about, like, age 20 or so to grow a thing called empathy or compassion for your fellow man or just genuine understanding, right? So I'm, I'm teaching a class, and the kids are getting a little unruly. They're getting a little crazy. So I'm like, hey, guys, time to settle down. And then one of these kids in the back goes like, no, you shut the fuck up. We don't have to listen to you because you're the chicken, man. You stole Woody out of the toolbox. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? What is going on? And then just like a couple of you guys are here and there's a sea change. They're like, I don't like this. What's going on? There's a, lo- there's a look of recognition, and I'm like, hey guys, you need to sit down, do your work. And I'm like, not the chicken man here. You have to say it as serious as possible. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the weirdest thing. So they go back to doing their work, and then I don't know what they're saying, so quietly behind the desk, I start Googling, Woody, chicken man, toolbox. And I see what they've called me right there is the villain from Toy Story 2. <laughs> The Chicken Man, who stole Woody out of a garage sale in the toolbox, and just like some of you understand immediately, when Google image results come back, you're like, "Oh fuck, he knocked it out of the park!" Shit, <laughs> like this, a hundred percent accurate. Uh, if jokes from children were bullets, this is the Lee Harvey Oswald sniper shot, just to murder me. Just so on point, got me. And you're like, it's not good. You have a hard time recovering from that. You're like, fuck. Now, because he says that I'm the chicken man, but inside my heart, I've known I've been the chicken man for years. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. So then I'm going through the classroom and I was like, I get through the class. I'm like, all right, next period, good. Next group of class, different people, fifth graders. Now they go chicken man again fuck I can't do this I can never work at the school again I'm like it's done I'm the chicken man forever it's over unfortunately for me one of the other faculty members comes into the room and goes um uh, we got to have you leave because one of these fifth graders stabbed another teacher in the face so you got to go home and I'm like stabbed in the face this chicken man gets to fly the coop Woo, I'm out of here I'm going home thank you East Oakland School District that's where you people get stabbed in the face Guess <laughs> that's how it goes and so I was the happiest I've ever been, i go home. And here's the thing about that. These kids called me this thing. Toy Story 2 came out when I was 11 years old in 1999. Who are these time traveling assassins <laughs> roasting me for my own youth? These are like the Terminator 2 people of just heckling and trying to destroy people. Like they travel into the future just to destroy a man. That's evil. And I don't respect them. And I, frankly, you know, I feel I feel angry at them right but the story does have a happy ending cuz you know what guys there are a lot of school shootings that happen in America so you know there's good there's good news that can happen right <laughs> And I don't know where you guys are on the sides of school shootings, and let's be honest, there's good people on both sides, okay? Listen, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, right, there's good people on both sides. And like I said, I don't know where you guys rest on this issue, right, but let's, we can all agree on one thing, okay? Which is that you cannot spell school shootings without spelling cool shootings, okay? That's just undeniable. That's just true, all right? Those are just words, you know? It looks like you guys are pretty smart too. If you spell school shooter too, cool, sh- cool hooters is also in there, which is great Frankly, would really spice up a lot of those school shootings. To be frank, and give these kids something cool to die for—a sweet pair of floppy naturals, huh? All right, good, guys. (laughs) Okay, I'll make you guys feel better. I'm not a teacher anymore. Okay, all right. Now, here's what I am, though. I am a Segway tour guide. I see a couple of you guys getting horny for segues, and I love it, right? (laughs) Good. Segway tour guiding, you already, there's a reason you're laughing, it's for fucking losers. <laughs> it's complete, as a representative, you're a fucking complete loser if you do that shit, you, I can't help you. Uh, people pay upwards of $100 to ride with me for hours, and that's crazy. And some of these people are the saddest people in the world, okay? So let's, uh, I did my job the other day, and like I said, I'm killing it because I'm a 31-year-old man operating child's toys. Like I said, so easy to do. So I finish my job, and this guy pulls me aside and goes, John... I got to be honest, that Segway tour you just took us on was breathtaking. Okay? <laughs> that may have been I've lived in San Francisco for 5 years and that tour might just be one of the best things I've ever done. <laughs> what the f- what the fuck? <laughs> Cuz you guys feel that, right? You feel the feeling of cold and emptiness in your heart right now? the feeling of just emptiness when somebody tells you the saddest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Segway tour in the top 10 experiences in your fucking life. Hold, just kill yourself, just fucking end your life. And here's the thing, as a Segway representative, I'll just give you a Segway to kill yourself with, okay? <laughs> at least with that Segway death, we can at least think your death had way more meaning than your life ever did, you know what I mean? Like people just see you scooting off that <laughs> off the bridge or something, be like, wow, it looks like technology really did ruin this great city, you know? Wow. Icarus scoot a little too close to the sun on that one. Boy, oh boy. That's good. And like I said, if you guys are worried about people killing themselves, it's fine. There's going to be a lot more suicide I'm talking about in this next little bit, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of people that love killing themselves off that Golden Gate Bridge, okay? And I'm doing it. It's true. They do. They love it. It's a great... It's like it's like Airbnb for suicide hotspots. It's like fucking a, a 10 out of 10 every time. How's the suicide... That was a suicide. It was great. <laughs> if I could, I'd do it again. But there's only one review. It was the guy that got saved by the otter. <laughs> it's just, that's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, this is the thing, though. I'm doing my job, and sometimes you got to deal with a lot of tourists. you got to deal with the worst tourists. And these people come in so sad and upset. and like, San Francisco's horrible. I'm like, ah, shut up, babies. What happened? And they go, <laughs> we're taking a tour and we're about to take a boat tour around the bay and our boat tour had to stop because a man committed suicide jumping off the golden gate bridge <laughs> and i'm like damn sounds like he needs to he needs to go home too what the fuck sounds like he had enough of san francisco just like you guys you know and then yeah yeah <laughs> Right? That's what, said. that's what I said, right? And you guys are pulling back on that, which I understand, okay? But here's the thing, I didn't say that. That's a little cruel, it's a little mean. And here's the thing I really did say, right? This is the thing I said, and within half a second, this woman tells me this horrible thing, and I go, well, rent is very high. And that's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, much worse—a much worse answer. Very cruel. It was like, "Where's the studio? Fuck you! I'm moving in." That kind of thing, right? And then instead of looking at me like the monster, and this lady lights up and goes, "That's what the man driving the ferry said." Hey. Anyway, guys, thanks so much, John.
0: John Gallagher, everyone! Yay! I like it dark? Like it. Uh, hey, you guys are really excited. You uh, you better be excited. Your next comedian, she's super hilarious. She's not just a very funny comedian. She's a great actress as well. I got to I got to be in a play with her. It was really exciting, and uh, she's super super funny. You guys are gonna love her. Put your hands together for Michaela
1: Lassig! All right, thank you, Pam. It's hard to miss you unless you're standing in front of this particular piece of art and then you blend in. Um, oh man, happy Friday guys. It's a, uh, that's what people with day jobs say, I think, right? <laughs> I have one. Um, dude, Fridays are the worst night to go out on. I, uh, by the time you hit Friday you know, you're sick and tired of commuting, you know, people, your bra, underwear, but I'm, I'm not wearing any of those, but I am wearing like a lot of clothing right now, so it's fine. These people all decided to just take their pants off and stay at home, and that's fine too. I think that's great. I wish kind of that I was doing that. Do do a lot of you guys have plans later tonight? Anyone? Any good plans? Cool, this is a sucky night for you too then. Fridays suck. Uh, man, I didn't know that uh, being an adult would be so hard. Uh, I, I'm an elder millennial. Um, I don't know why you're, well, probably, you're not laughing because you guys are too, huh? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, go on, tell us more about who we are. Um, Yeah, so I'm an elder millennial, so I'm, uh, you know, I've got some gray hairs coming in, and I wake up sometimes with, like, unexplained joint pain, and I'm on my parents' phone plan. (laughs) It's the least they can do, you know, because, you know, I kind of wish I became an, you know, an Instagram influencer. If my parents paid for my college, maybe they I would have, but um, they didn't, so. I'm actually paying off my, uh, I'm finally paying off my student loans in November. I would like applause, please. Thank you. 10 years in the making, 10 years in the making. You know, I feel like money doesn't go as far now, and our language hasn't caught up to that exactly. Like, we still have these sayings like dime a dozen, but like, let's be honest here, when was the last time you saw anything for 10 cents let alone 12 things for 10 cents. It should be $50 a dozen. And I'm talking about tacos, <laughs> to be honest. Or cupcakes, actually, or donuts. Any of those things, I guess, could go for that much. Uh, I also feel like, in some ways, our language has caught up to uh, to the era. Like, we're, you know, they are uh, micro is a really hot marketing term these days. You guys have all heard it, micro brews, micro homes, micro dosing. Um, <laughs> because like I can only afford like one fifth of like a macro amount of anything. <laughs> I can't I can't overdose. So I'm here for a while. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I just want to be rich enough to have like a lot <laughs> of one <laughs> of like one thing. <laughs> just like a whole item that would be cool. <laughs> I uh, I have been. Uh, well, it's 2019, like we said. Um, I have been doing a little bit of activism. Does anybody else here like do any stuff? Because, you know, yeah. The world, we live in a super chill time, right? JK, everything's falling apart, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I'm not really into PDA, uh, public displays of activism. Uh, so you're not gonna find me a, at a march. Um, and you guys all kind of look like you'd be an hour late anyway. So uh, I'm probably in good company. I um, I have done my own thing. I have started a petition on change.org to turn bullet points into hope dots. Because <laughs> I live in, I work in the corporate world and we don't need that kind of shit there. Uh, I also, uh, you know, it's, you can find the page. It's one big paragraph, no bullet points used. Uh, a lot of periods though, because I'm a feminist. <laughs> uh, I support the Me Too movement you guys all should clap for that, because you should all support it, too, probably. I'm going to keep in mind all the comedians who didn't clap. <laughs> uh, I uh, So I in order to not dilute their message, I have started, instead of saying me too in regular conversation, I started saying samesies. Did that guy touch your ass? Samesies. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That never happened. No one sexually harasses me. I'm not sad about it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not. I've never received (laughs) it. I mean, let's be honest, it does make me wonder. Am I just like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that for my therapist. Never mind. Um, No, so uh, (laughs) I do think that we there is like a power imbalance maybe between the the genders still, and uh, you know given that this city is a bunch of workaholics, we should probably start you know all the change and kind of leveling the power at work. And the best place to start would be the bathroom. I think that like who here when they go into the bathroom at work looks under at the stall and looks at the shoes that are there and is like. I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that guy, the, the non-comedian in the room. Yeah, <laughs> especially with those socks, they're gonna know it's you. Um, but yeah, no, I look, I look at those, and I'm like, I know who that is and I know how it's going in there, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, think about that later when we have a meeting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and you can keep people hostage, too. If you're if you're at the sink for a while, and they're not coming out, they're not gonna come out until you leave. So you can just go stay in there for a while. And so I think that we need to have gender-neutral bathrooms so that I can, like, see when, you know, if my boss knows that um, I know that he's having an excruciating shit, he can't not give me a raise when I ask for it. I mean, like, that's just, I think, how that works. I uh, I am single. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Um, I have been dating a lot. Uh, I am on the hunt, not a great hunter. I'm a liberal and uh, not very stealthy. Like, I'm whispering right now. Um... <laughs> I uh, I have been uh, you know uh, going out on dates, but I'm uh, where I am in my life. I'm really not into casual sex, so like really all that leaves is formal sex. I'll get a corsage. He'll wear a tux. My parents will take pictures of me on the stairs before he comes. <laughs> oh, my parents hate that joke. <laughs> it's okay. We're a close knit family. You know, as they say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I've been dating, and I actually, I actually got into comedy to meet men, which is good, because there's a lot of men in here all the time, um, I, but, but unfortunately, I didn't realize what, no, I know what male comedians are like, um, I, they're great, uh, so I got into comedy to meet men, uh, I had read a study, no, I read a Facebook post about an article about a study (laughs) because that's how we read things now. I was like, oh, I've read this whole thing (laughs) Uh, just from the post. But um, no, the study said that the more someone laughs at your jokes, the more likely it is that they'll have sex with you cool. <laughs> um, so as it turns out, that really only works for heterosexual men. So the more a woman laughs at a man's jokes, the more likely it is that she will have sex with him. They did a counter study and it showed that the more jokes a woman told, the more likely it was for men's genitals to move up inside his body and for him to get a really loud car. <laughs> um, no, that's, uh, you can actually see this playing out in real life. Not that phenomenon because that is not proven um but you can see it on the apps so men are looking for women with a sense of humor and men are women are looking for men who are funny unfortunately I'm funny but I have like no sense of humor (laughs) so I'm having a really hard time (laughs) um (laughs) I uh have been experimenting with drugs recently you guys look like you might experiment with drugs you have a shirt on that is drug related um anybody else experiment with drugs yeah, yeah I get a nod I got some light clap I'm gonna assume it's pot for everyone did you just boo me more? Uh, oh <laughs> all right watch out when it's your turn um <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you have your gloves on yet Okay, so then murdering isn't happening. Um, uh, so I've uh, <laughs> been experimenting with drugs recently. Um, two OTCs, over the counters, uh, Neosporin and Lamisil. <laughs> a lot of people, when they get, uh, they mix two drugs together. They want to get really, really high. But I just want like a really, really neutral scent. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or is it my t- is my one minute time? Cool, 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 cool. Uh, have you ever wondered, <laughs> so I had, okay, so because I'm on, I've been dating a lot recently and uh, I've been dating men uh, for the most part, it's made, it's made me like wonder some stuff about you guys. <laughs> um, what if men are just women with a genetic just disorder that's been completely unchecked for hundreds of thousands of years? <laughs> with like symptoms like aggression, excess body hair, inability to get pregnant, <laughs> genitals growing on the outside of their body. Man, <laughs> I just like feel like men are just so, so crazy. I also think that it's not fair. There's some like <laughs> institutionalized like, you know, like I guess special, you know, treatment that these, you know, disabled women are getting. Um, like <laughs> For instance, like, I mean, I don't know if this is across the board because I hear mixed things, but did you you know, like men don't have to wash their hands after they pee. Like what the fuck is that? Like we, when we pee, like we have toilet paper and we we have something between our hand and our genitals, but men hold their dick and pee looking at a wall and they don't have to wash their hands. I mean, (laughs) that sucks. So I've stopped washing my hands in protest. Anyway, my t- my name's Michaela. that was my time. Thank you guys. Michaela Lassig,
0: everybody. Equality now.
2: Yeah.
0: I believe in equality now. Absolutely. I think that uh, we should we can all get on board uh, with a very simple thing, PG thirteen movies. right? Right now in a PG thirteen movie. If you cover the nipple, you can see 180% side boob. I mean, I'm cool with it. You get to see the butts, too. But what I say is a quality now. So what I'd like uh, is maybe some side scrote. Um, because the balls are covered, and you can't see the dick. So what you're seeing... You know, like, follow me for a second. It's like there's a new Martin Scorsese film, and uh, Nick Cage is making a big comeback. Uh, there's There's a... A sunset behind him in an infinity pool, and uh, Nick Cage is coming out of the pool, and his balls are in the water, and his dick is above the steps. And what we get to see is like, <laughs> we get to see this beautiful stained glass veiny sidescrore for equality, you guys. No, not on board. <laughs> equality now. How about just how about just equal pay? You know what, sidescrore. We'll, we'll go with equal pay. It's fine. Uh, your next comedian, what a lovely young gentleman he is. He's new on the scene, and he's super, super funny. You guys are going to love him. Everybody, Jack Ferguson.
7: What is up, Mutiny Radio? Happy Friday. You were talking about gender-neutral bathrooms. Uh... They put a gender-neutral bathroom in my little brother's high school, and the first week all the boys just started shitting in there and claimed it. <laughs> so now it's just another boy's bathroom. Um, not saying that's how it always works. They're just dicks. They're high school boys, right? Uh, listen, I, uh, I'm aware of how I look. You know, I look like an asshole. People tell me that on the street. Uh, I was walking down the street the other day, someone called out, you look like the fuck-up son of a CEO. And that is hurtful, because it is totally accurate. Uh, I grew up wealthy, I don't need to be doing this, it's just that when poor people clap for me, it feels right, you know? Uh, last time I brought a loaf of bread and just threw it out into the audience. As I was performing, you gotta keep the plebeians happy. Uh... Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I grew up middle class, but I do look this way. I live with uh, with four other guys who look pretty much exactly like me. So when we go out together we look like the group of douchebags that the main character of a teen movie eventually overcomes. You know, just like trying to find the karate kid so we can beat him up. Like <laughs> Cobra Kai for life. Was that too that was too old of a reference? Maybe like like trying to find Troy Bolton so we can tell him to stick to basketball? You guys know that High School Musical? Just workshopping this here, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. I am. Uh, I am bipolar, though, which is a pretty heavy thing to talk about at a comedy show. But uh, you know, I figured we get close. Yeah, I don't want to brag, but I do have two poles. Most people only have one. Uh, so. I got that going for me, yeah. Same mental illness as Kanye West, so I think I'm doing all right. And, uh, yeah. Uh, A lot of people, when you tell them that you're bipolar, they feel bad for you. You really shouldn't, though. There's lots of advantages. Uh, Like, you guys have to take pills to get high, right? All I have to do is stop taking pills. Yeah. Yeah. Mania is nature's cocaine, guys. Mania is nature's cocaine. It's free and it's natural. Uh, Yeah, and I know what a lot of you are thinking, right? Like, a lot of people think they know everything about what bipolar is, but almost no one does. Whenever I tell someone I'm bipolar, they're like, oh, I have a friend who's bipolar. And I'm like, oh, is he diagnosed? And they're like, no, but he's just kind of a dick to everyone. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, I think you should stop telling people he's bipolar. Uh, Maybe that's why he's being a dick to you. yeah, no, and like you guys are probably thinking, oh, this guy's a psycho, right? Like he's probably got bar- like bodies buried in his basement. And that's offensive, guys, because the basement is a rookie place to hide a body. <laughs> I've been doing this way too long to make that mistake again. <laughs> I'm bipolar, not retarded. Saw <laughs> so a lot of you guys tense up when I said the word retarded. That's a touchy word, right? I can use it, though. I used to go to a school for mentally challenged people, actually, to pick up girls. Um, yeah. Yeah, no my ex-girlfriend just broke up with me. She was a squirter, or at least that's what all my friends told me (laughs) Um, Yeah, fuck you, Jessica Uh, I think squirting's weird, right? The only time I've ever made a woman do it. I was eating her out So she squirted on my face And I looked it up later turns out Mostly urine the discharge is mostly urine. Yeah, ladies your secret's out Uh, And so I'm not really sure if she was squirting anymore if she just wanted me to leave (laughs) Peeing on my face, so I would get the fuck out of there. You know, I'm coming, I'm coming, and also your Uber's coming. Yeah. I think she was faking it. I don't like it when women fake orgasms. They do it a lot. I don't like it when women fake orgasms. It makes me feel like one of those make-a-wish kids that NFL teams let score touchdowns. You know? Like, you can pretend that I'm overpowering you, but we both know I didn't earn this. <laughs> I feel like it'd be funny to uh, make a Wikipedia page for one of those Make-A-Wish kids that doesn't mention the fact that they had cancer. Like, da- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just wait. Uh, Daniel Hunter is an 11-year-old running back for the Dallas Cowboys. He has one carry for 70 yards and a touchdown before his career was tragically cut short. <laughs> uh, you guys don't like kids dying jokes? <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Uh, uh, you guys know what happens when praying mantises have sex? Yeah? You guys know? The women in the room know. <laughs> <laughs> the men are about to find out. Uh when praying mantises have sex, the woman the woman the female isn't she's not a woman, but <laughs> the, the female praying mantis, when it's over, kills and eats the male praying mantis. Hashtag feminism. Uh And a lot of guys, when they hear that, or a lot of people when they hear that, say, well, why would the male praying mantis have sex in the first place if he knows that's gonna happen? And those people don't understand male sexuality. Because if I knew that every woman I slept with was gonna try and kill me afterwards, sure, I'd have less sex. But eventually, you gotta take your chances, right? Like, Like, there are already girls out there who try to kill you after you have sex with them. They're called crazy girls, and guess what? They're the best at sex. Yeah, the more li- <laughs> yeah, he knows <laughs> <laughs> You don't keep him in check fam uh, But uh, yeah, the more likely you are to be killed the more likely you are to die a happy man. I was probably waited too long to say that tag, but uh, <laughs> You guys anybody here uh, believe in aliens anybody believe in aliens you guys should you guys know that they're over Yeah, of course, Mauricio <laughs> believes in aliens uh There are over 52 confirmed sightings of UFOs by military personnel, like Air Force pilots. I feel like at this point it's got to be hilarious to aliens that we still don't know they exist. You know? Like what? Humans don't know we exist? We fly through their Earth all the time, you know? I was thinking about abductions the other day, because this is what I like to think about. What's the one thing that always happens during an abduction? You guys know? Come on. Someone gets an uh, anal probe, right? What the fuck is that? What are they looking for, you know? I'd love to think that aliens are just really concerned about our colon health, but I don't think that's what it is, you know? I have a theory, though. I have a theory, I think they're trying to talk with us. Stay with me. Uh, <laughs> I think, so hum- like humans, we talk by expelling air out of our mouth, right? What's the only other part of your body that expels air? your butt yeah i think aliens have vocal cords in their anus and that's how they talk to each other by farting and it makes sense why we haven't been able to communicate with them yet because every time they bring us up onto their ships we start talking to them and they but you know they talk through their butts they're like why is this human burping so much you know all right cool uh Listen, I, uh, I played sports. I, I played football in college, which I know is surprising to a lot of you because I look like a lacrosse player who got lost in the woods. But uh, when I tell people I play football, often they'll ask me the same question. They'll be like, did you get concussions? Did you get concussions playing football? And I hate that question because I don't remember. Um, LAUGHTER yeah. I do love watching sports too. I think there's some sports that don't get enough shine that could get more shine if they change some of the rules, like water polo, for instance. If during wa- the overtime period of water polo, they just, you know, up the ante a little bit by popping some jellyfish in the pool, I feel like that would improve things, you know? <laughs> or like uh, during a, a NASCAR race, I think there should be a cop who's chasing everyone around trying to give out tickets for speeding, you know? Or last one, you know the sport crew? It's like when they row the boats, yeah? I think one person on every crew team should be a pirate who doesn't know it's a crew race <laughs> and is trying to board the other boats to steal their booty. Yeah, that's just my theory. I was uh, I was driving down the street the other day and I saw an attractive woman standing on the corner and I was looking at her because that's not illegal. And uh, she looked up and she made eye contact with me and she waved at me. And I didn't know her, but I realized in that moment that she thought I was her Uber driver. (laughs) Which makes sense, because I drive a Prius. Uh, And I'm not her Uber driver, but I thought, you know, maybe I should just pick her up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I have Google Maps, I could take her where she's going. Uh, And then I realized that if I did that halfway through the trip, she would get a call from her actual Uber driver. (laughs) and realized that she was in the car with a man who was just impersonating an Uber driver, but also appeared to be taking her where she needed to go. You know? <laughs> and then I thought that'd be fine, you know, my car has locks. Uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, So I grew up in the Bay Area around a lot of really wealthy people and I got to see a lot of really weird wealthy people's shit. Like one girl had a birthday party for 50 high schoolers and she invited them and the musical entertainment was the band Train, performing for 50 high schoolers. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Not the craziest thing that happened at the party. <laughs> when the clock struck midnight, you'd think that the band would play her favorite song when she turned 16. That's not what happened. Her dad, who is the CEO of a major company, forced his way on stage and forced his 16-year-old daughter to sing Right Into the Danger Zone from the movie Top Gun with him as 50 high schoolers in the band train watched. <laughs> and that's, that was sort of the reason that I uh, ended up being this way. I'm Jack Ferguson. Thank you. <laughs>
0: to the danger zone. Take you right into the danger zone. I could totally hear them both singing it with Train. Drops of Jupiter, Train. Anybody love karaoke? Because Drops of Jupiter, really great karaoke song. No, No one? Love karaoke? Good. Jack, very fun stuff. Yay, Jack Ferguson, clap your hands together. We have, we have two awesome comics left. Your next comedian, he just put on his special gloves. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what exactly that means. They're not plastic, so I think everyone's okay. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, I've known him for years. Put your hands together for Mauricio!
3: I just can't run away from who I am, you know? Uh, well, my name's Mauricio, I'm very tired. One thing that pisses me off is that my job found out that I'm Mexican. So, like, I was the top salesman on the floor, and then they found out how good I was in the storage room, so they hired two white girls to put in the front instead of me. Yeah, my job sucks so much that I almost called ice on myself today, guys. You know, <laughs> On the phone, I was like, illegal. I'm like, I'm illegal. Take me. They're like, all right, where are you from? I was like, Cancun, Mexico. Take me now, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, we're going to just put you in a cage. I'm like, good enough, man. Just take me away, you know how bad it is. Uh, one thing about the gloves is I'm a Seattle performer. If you're a minority from Seattle, is you're always up on the stage protesting. One reason why I wear these gloves is that I can't stand human beings. If you're a human being, go fuck yourself. I made it to this point, right? I'm finally ready to represent the people that have never let me down in this life. Cartoon characters, guys. That is it, man. That is what I'm representing on this fucking stage, you know? And I saw that damn movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You motherfuckers framed them, and you fucking know it, you know? Get away with crime, and nobody cares about, you know, Roger Rabbit. Everyone cares about Tupac and shit, where well, you'll see some white kids, right? Tie bandanas, lift up, like, one pant leg, right? Do the West Side thing, and they're always practicing their fight moves at, like, the BART station. Uh, we call these assholes wiggers, right? <laughs> like, and, like, this is, like, they get all kinds of homage to Tupac. When's the last time we've given homage to cartoon characters? Like, I would really, really love to put Dynamite in the mailbox of Brady Hold, you know, in honor of cartoons, you know? all right you know brady hall all right good man he's unpopular now good um, <laughs> he's just a piece of shit comedian so if i suck that's my name tonight you know <laughs> oh man, oh, no, man. i don't know man just like i really like talking about that like uh, i watched the movie who framed roger rabbit and in it uh they show that cartoon characters live with people right And I was like thinking as I was watching this, like this would be fucked, right? Like if cartoon characters live with people. Like right now I'm going through a breakup, man. My emotions are through the roof, you know? And that would suck that if I lived in that universe and my friends took me to the bar to go pick up women, you know, to cheer me up. Right away they go in, they're a little more charismatic. Right away they leave with human women, right? And I'm wasted and left me alone. And then I just see Minnie Mouse at the end of the bar, you know? And I'm just like, hey girl, I love your ears. I used to wear them when I was six, right? (laughs) And she's like, Oh you, right? You know? And like and then uh, she takes me back to her to her Disney castle, right? You know? And I just throw on their bed, right? And I start having sex and making love without a condom like Mexicans do, you know? As I'm having sex with her unprotected, I like start sobering up, I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god, you're fucking a mouse, stop, do not come, oh it's too late, no. Oh. You know? And I just get up and I'm like, I'll call you sometime, you know. Right, and leave like Mauricio does, and then like with her magical Disney powers, she gets my phone number and she calls me. he's like, "Mauricio, I'm pregnant, and all 30 are yours." I'm like, "What the fuck, really?" I was like, "How can you tell?" And it's like they keep running around really fast, yelling "Arriba, Arriba!" So it's come on, man, you know. And I, right there, Trump's like, "We have got to stop these Mexicans from running everywhere, taking everything." <laughs> enough is enough, you know. Yeah, that would suck, right? You know. That would suck. I've been thinking a lot about imaginations. Imaginations in America suck. White people kind of suck with imaginations right now, like all these reboots and stuff. The one guy that I can't stand and will never stand is Harry Potter. If you love Harry Potter, go fuck yourselves. I do not understand this book at all, right? Like, I'm trying to sober up a little bit more, right? And I was trying to read one of these books, and my brain was like, see, if you're on acid and mushrooms, this book would make sense, you know? I don't get it, man. This guy's the most whiniest kid in the history of the fairy tale universe, right? He's like, my aunt and uncle treat me bad. I don't know what to do. I'm like, you have a magic wand. At some point handle your shit, right? <laughs> you know? I have an orphan cousin in Mexicali, Mexico, he starts crying. I'm like, you better sell cheeklists to those people from America, man, because Hogwarts is for white people, right? <laughs> unless you're black and can announce the quidditch match right that's the vibe that i got you know this is where it ends and the one thing that i can't say about harry potter that in the book it said that he's not allowed to use magic in the real world until he's graduated right so they're not teaching him anything practical it's like they have got to come up with a book that's called like uh harry potter gets out of hogwarts gets a job at google and magically makes minorities disappear right you know that's the vibe that I'm getting and Dumbledore is the worst of the fucking worst right this goddamn principle this guy has like a fucking troll through the hallways he has like a little gang war between Gryffindor and Slytherin meanwhile like Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw are just trying to get through the day right you know and like one of those kids dies it's like oh my god it's like there needs to be a book called Dumbledore gets in trouble with the board of education come on man this guy's the worst human being of all time and they did not have it harder in the Harry Potter universe than fucking the Chronicles of Narnia kids, right? Remember that shit? It's like, remember that one brother that got tempted to stab his brother in the back, right? It's like, the shit that he had to deal with instead of Harry Potter, it's like Hitler in real life. And then like some witch offering him Turkish delight and pussy and all the power he ever wanted in the world? Come on, which one's harder, right? You know? I definitely would sleep with that witch, you know? Stab my little brother any day. <laughs> He's a scumbag, you know? Ah, uh, I just like—I don't get where imagination is going, right? Like, and the one thing I can't stand is like my boy Mickey Mouse is better at magic than Harry Potter ever was, right? We I mean, have got to understand this. It's like you know what Mickey Mouse magically did—is he hired my cousins in Anaheim, right, at Disneyland? You know, and his cars are really shiny, and they got to feed their kids. I love that power, you know. It's a really good one. I'm thinking about it, man. Imagination suck in this world, right? Like, uh, one thing I can't stand is that, uh, like, everything's rebooted and things like that. Like, I'm becoming, like, a bitter fucking older man, man. I'm I'm finally, like, 32 years old. I'm pissed off, right? You know? And I'm becoming that guy, right? Uh, One thing I love saying is, like, with the pissed offness, I realized that if I was in the movie Hook and had these emotions... Like, could you imagine that? You guys know the movie Hook, right, with Robin Williams? I'd be the first guy, the lost kids, going like, dude, I finally get this, man. You're a fucked up man in tights, you know? This isn't fun anymore. Rufio is dead, you know? You're making us fight pirates who have guns with our imaginations? It's like, I can see where you're gonna choke yourself with a belt, you know? This shit is fucked, man. I want out, right? I'm out, man. I'm starting to see things a lot different now as I'm older, a little bit more pissed off, right, at the world. Uh, one thing I can't stand, too, is like I was like walking down the street, and things that I used to hate and I now love, guys, I'm going to say this, right? Scientology is not that bad, <laughs> right? I finally made it to that fucking level, you know? As I was walking down Market Street, man, a guy was going like this, you know, an evangelist, a Christian, he's like, you're going to hell! And I was like, damn, was I looking at those gap jeans that long? Like, man, that guy was pretty mean, right? As I'm walking down the street, I've been having a hard time. The Scientologist guy, he just goes like this. He's just like, you seem stressed. I want to help you. And I was like, wow, that's a very nice service, right? This is a really nice guy. And right there, my friends are like, do not do it, man. Don't join Scientology, man. Because if you, the minute you join Scientology, you're not going to be able to talk to your family. I was like, I don't fucking talk to my family right now. I fucking hate them, right? They're like, okay, okay, but if you join them, they have these little, like, centers, right? That once you go in, you can never leave. I was like, if I was homeless crackhead to avoid sucking dick, I'm taking a fucking mattress at the Scientology building. Come on, right? They're like, but they believe crazy shit. Like, there's alien spirits in our human bodies. I'm like, you can't disprove it. Disprove it right now. And I know aliens, man, because I get molested every night at fucking 3 a.m. No joke, I have the worst apartment in downtown Oakland. This shit sucks, man, because I swear that one of those aliens didn't use a condom, right? So I feel like I'm pregnant right now, right? And I'm just fucking due, you know? That's going to suck when that fucker shoots out of my stomach like, ah, like, I can't afford you right now. (laughs) I love you, you know? And like, to get by, I got to take him to Golden Gate Park to eat humans, you know? right that would suck right he spits out an eyeball he's like nah 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 i was like oh you're not full yet mauricio jr let's take you to the financial district next you know (laughs) like you know i hate it man (laughs) there's real problems in the world you know (laughs) one thing i love talking about too being up on stage oh 30 more minutes you got it pam (laughs) you got it you know oh i'll say this man i've been kind of contemplating time travel <laughs> it's a nice little segue. I realized that, like, uh, when will we, like, uh, in time travel, right? When will we ever forgive R. Kelly? Do you think we'll ever make it to that point when we can like, achieve forgiveness? I came up with this thing, like, uh, with the Marvel Phase 4, right? Like, what if Iron Man and all of them found out that his greatest power is pissing on people? Whoa. You know, so Iron Man and Incredible Hulk have to recruit him, right? And they have to travel back in time to save Jesus, right, in phase four. Like, and they get him to, like, keep an eye on Jesus, right? So Iron Man's, like, fighting off things. And he's like, hey, how's Jesus doing? And our is like, pissing on the centurion guards. Like, oh, wait, fuck, they got him, you know? And Jesus is, like, dead in heaven. And he's like, yeah, I still died, but at least someone pissed on them." you know? And then in our present time in Italy, they have these, like, weird statues, right, of, like, naked children pissing, and that's the fountain, you know? And that would be crazy if a tourist is taking a picture and that kid's face just transforms into R. Kelly's face because he stood up for Jesus. Would we forgive him then? All right, my name is Brady Holt. Thank you.
0: Mauricio. Proving that alien theories exist, I think. Yay. Yay. Uh, I'm really glad that you ended on a on a Jesus joke. That was really nice. That was really um, Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Like, Jesus who? <laughs> Is he real? Is he an allegory? I don't know. I don't know. I, I believe. I believe in your last comedian. Are you guys ready for your headliner? Woo! Yeah! She's all the way from L.A. here visiting at Mutiny Radio. What a pleasure. Everybody put your hands together for Steffi
8: Kamei! Woo! Guys, uh, I did not know I was the headliner, so what's up? It's about to get weird. Um, I feel like we've just had a very educational experience, all of us. We have lear- I've learned way more about cat nipples than I ever thought I would know. I uh, found out that a breakup is only bad if it's on 9-11, apparently. <laughs> And I've learned that Thomas the Tank Engine is a douchebag who's colorblind who speaks Mandarin. So it was a pretty good night in San Francisco for me. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Give it up once more for all the uh, comics that came before me. That sounded very ominous and that's not what I meant. Um, So I'm super excited to be your token Asian comic tonight. Yeah, I'm Japanese, surprise. <laughs> I'm the stealth Asian that the white people never expect, and then here I am. I thought I was gonna be the most diverse comic on the set, and then you came along, Mauricio, so you still take the honor, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm Japanese, uh, fun fact. I am also German and Italian. So, to recap, guys, I am the Axis powers. <laughs> It's World War II happening right now, on this stage. And that's what you're getting for your headliner, so there you go. Um, Let's see, what else do you want to know about me? What else am I going to tell you? I am uh, dating a Greek guy right now. Yeah, thank you. Most people are like, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, There are some cultural differences, though, guys, definitely. We were talking about summer camps the other day. Did you guys do summer camps when you were a kid? You went to summer camp? Yeah, yay. Yay, right? Uh, He's never really heard of that concept in Greece, and I went, uh, you know, it's a summer camp. You go, your parents would take you for like two weeks in the summer. You go to a camp, uh, then you'd come back. And he went, oh, you'd come back? And I said, yeah, do, do they not have camps in Europe? No. He said, we did. No. Not anymore, I don't wanna talk about it. And then he dumped me, just kidding. Uh, he's still with me, because I am World War II, he knows. Um, yeah, so dating is rough, I think we can all agree. Um, speaking of that, I, ladies, have you ever had a guy just say something really ridiculous to you and they think it's going to work and you know that they think it's going to work and there's no way it's working? Uh, like a, f- a little while ago from LA, uh, I was speaking with another male actor and we were talking about typecasting. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It's the idea that you look a certain way, therefore you're going to keep getting the same roles. Now, men do like to point out that I'm skinny, Okay. Like, I didn't know that before they came along, right? Um, they do this, and then this guy took it one step further. And he goes, you're, you're really skinny. I'm sure that helps you with the typecasting into certain roles. And I went, I guess. I never really thought about it. And he goes, no, you would make a great AIDS patient. <laughs> and you know, guys, this is not the first time I've been told I can cast, be, be cast in Rent, so... <laughs> I'm just saying, when it comes to Broadway, if it ever comes back again, <laughs> cross your fingers for your girl, okay? <laughs> I believe, <laughs> I believe in the power of my skinniness. Um, so I've heard things like that. I think most women can uh, can attest to that. Um, but another thing I like to tell People, kind of my opening line is that I am Japanese because it's like exotic and for most white guys They've never been with an Asian before and it's very exciting for them uh, Like that's cool a little something special I can give out into the world um, Yeah, my grandma was Japanese. She was born and raised in Japan. It's going pretty well then you know the war bombs happened uh, She met my yeah, it's, it's not that great, but whatever we laugh now because it's fine um, It made me didn't it so She, my grandma, met my grandpa who was an American, uh, he flew blimps, very sexy profession. Um, My grandma took one look at this blimp flying Italian American and said, well, if you can't beat him, join him. And no, they were in love, guys. They were totally in love, that's totally what happened. They had four kids. One of them was an accident, but it wasn't my mom. So, you know, we're okay emotionally. But the one who was an accident, well, she lives in Mississippi now, so. have you ever wondered if there's any asian people in mississippi there is exactly one asian person in mississippi not even they can't even handle a full japanese person there uh there's half half one so that's what that's what that's about uh but no she gave me some really solid advice my grandma she was great she taught me we would go to asian grocery stores growing up do you guys have you ever been to an asian grocery store it's. I'm sorry, I'm looking at you a lot, but I hope you understand, girl. Um, she's like, yeah, I know. Uh, there's a difference between Asian grocery stores and regular grocery stores. It's mostly the smells. Now, if you've ever been inside of a fish, no, I don't know why you. I, mean, I don't know why you would be inside of a fish, but maybe that's what the smell is like. I mean, maybe it's familiar for you. Maybe you do weird stuff. Maybe you go down on women on their periods. Okay, so is that a firm no from everybody? <laughs> There's been a recurring theme of feminism. We have a long way to go tonight, and I've just proved it again. It's great. It's fine. Everything's fine. We solved everything with that march, however long ago that was now. <laughs> um, but so anyway, we, were at a great, we were at the grocery store. It was going great. And she looks at me, my grandma, and she goes, do you like cooking? I go, do, you, do I like cooking? Not really. And she says, "Then don't get maddy. I don't like cooking, then I get married. Now I cook every day. And so that's what I learned from dear old grandma about marriage and love and cooking and don't do either. So that's good. That's great times. Um, She was a big influence in my life, She, as in case you guys couldn't tell. A very strong, feisty, independent lady. She also gave me some very important dating advice as I headed off to college. She looked at me one day and she went, uh, don't trust a college boy don't trust college boys? OK. She said, yes, they only want the one thing. Do you know what the one thing is? <laughs> yes, Grandma, I know what the one thing is. And she goes, OK, so I'll be a good girl, get the good gray, don't mess around with cottage boy. So I didn't. I didn't mess around with college boys. Messed around with older men. We're older in college, but did she need to know that? I think not. So I was fine. Grandma never knew it, anything. Um, yeah, she gave me good advice like that. Little. By the way, you may have noticed I was doing a, an impression of my grandma with her very thick Japanese accent. Thank you for noticing. And it's not racist because it's my people. It's my heritage, guys. But people get offended. No, not not everybody. Other Asians don't really care about it. You know, they're like, oh, that was a really authentic uh, accent. White people are the ones that get offended. They're the ones who go, oh, it's not a safe space anymore. You rude. You violated it with your with your Asian accent. That's not Asian. And I'm like, okay, I can't. Even, I don't even have the time to explain to them. That no, this is my family. It's fine. I just don't look it, but we good. Um, and they go on these rants, and they always end it with the. I just, I want you to think about how offensive it was of you to do that Chinese accent. Ah. Yeah, 2019, nailing it. White people nailing it. It's great. Um, I guess if I were a rapper, that would be my rap album. White people nailing it. <laughs> by the surprise agent. All right, I don't know what that was, guys, but we're all in this for the long haul, so here we go. Um, But when it comes down to it, as I've been saying, she was very important to me. She gave me a lot of good advice, and I knew I would be okay in whatever I wanted to do in life, including going into stand-up comedy, because Japanese people were were pretty strong, pretty resilient, and when it comes to stand-up comedy, as you may have noticed, sometimes you do great, Living it up, life's good, sometimes you bomb, things happen, it's inevitable. But if there's one thing my Japanese grandma taught me, it's how to survive a bomb. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all are gonna think about that, but I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Anyway, I'm Steppy Kameh, I guess I was the headliner. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. to new, new Radio.
0: Steppi Kameh, everyone. We made it, we all made it together. It was really good. I I often get accused of being racist, uh... It's hard. Uh no, I, I was um but I, I don't I don't know how to tell people that I'm not. They're like, oh, but you're being racist. And then I'm like, I was I was I was married to a black guy for a really long time. But then I feel like if I put that on a t-shirt, then that's racist. Or if I tell people that are accusing me of racism that I go back and be, I can't be racist. I was married to a black guy, that sounds racist. So either way, I lose. It's cool. I'm an old white lady. I like it. I'm getting I'm getting used to it. I'm like embracing it and I'm like feeling, I'm feeling all the white guilt and I'm really just like, yeah, like I, I will be the sponge for white guilt, I'll do it. I'll soak it all and be like, reparations, but I'm a poor person so I can't give anyone any money. I'm like, I understand your plight. It's classism at this point. It really doesn't have to do with color. It does though, it still does. It absolutely does because America is a terrible place. No, it's a wonderful place. It's a great place for free speech. It's just terrible if you're poor. America hates poor people. It's just it's just capitalism. Yay! Everybody's good. Uh, this was it. We all made it together. Give yourselves a big round of applause for being here and for showing up. Uh, we do this every Friday here at Mutiny Radio. We have a fun, super awesome comedy show. And thank you guys all for being here tonight. If you saw the promotions with the poop, uh, this the theme of tonight was our comics are the shit not in a bad way but just that like in San Francisco there's poop everywhere and then someone took a shit on the back of my boyfriend's truck and it's like a real poop and and it's like we still were afraid to get it off like I'm like it's your truck honey but he's it's starting to petrify we're sort of hoping that it gets hard enough that we can like knock it with a stick and it'll just sort of like fall into the it's dry enough that the flies don't even like it anymore it has like a strange i'm sorry it's poop we just have to start talking about it so that we stop it you know in san francisco cool everybody put your clamshells out those are good small restrooms oh yeah follow us on instagram uh, for more pictures of human feces (laughs) just kidding we're gonna try not to do that again uh at at mutiny radio sf that's our instagram handle and uh, listen to us live at mutinyradio.fm. And really thank you guys all for being here. And tell a friend to come back any Friday. Clap it up for yourselves. Yay, this has been so fun. Yay. Oh, and for the uh, board up in the back, David Sunzu Crusher. Clap it up for him. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week on Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Yay.
9: inside of a cement plant. But uh, <laughs> shook him a little, you know. <laughs> well, my Uncle Willard had this uh, used pet shop. It was uh, for used pets. And um, yeah, there's always something wrong with them, you know. And uh, so a guy came in one day and he said, uh, how much is the doggie in the window? <laughs> that doggy out there in front? That dog run you a dollar. A dollar for a dog? Isn't that a little unusual? No. I don't know whether you noticed or not he ain't got no claws on his right paw. Sort of a conversation piece. <laughs> yes. No, I wouldn't want that. What the devil's that over there? Oh, that's an owl. I can give him for three seventy-five. dollars You wouldn't know it. He ain't got no feathers on his body. I got him down in and there was a storm come up or something and all his feathers off and uh, i've got purple feathers and chartreuse and what you can do is put a little slick on his belly and paste them on there you know and put him there in the parlor and that's <laughs> conversation piece like a dog <laughs> yeah i see oh listen incidentally don't put your finger in that bowl no, the I, oh, took your finger off, didn't he? <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's a funny thing. You never have to feed that fish nothing. There's always some clown like yourself with his finger in the bowl. <laughs> took it right off, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I bet that's smart, Snowy. <laughs> mm, that's a prawn, you Them things hit anything. Hit anything. <laughs> got them in the Amazon River. I never got it. Some guy dropped it off here one day. <laughs> over at the beach out listen i'll tell you what i can do um i can give you that kangaroo over there for ten and a half come all the way from australia most of them do Uh, i got him as far as muncie and he fell off a flat car and broke his tail now you know most of them sit back there on their tails like this but this one you gotta lean him again (laughs) some oh i don't believe i'd want that i guess not Listen, I've got a bull constrictor here. It's pregnant. I can give you that. And uh, there's white rats, free. If you want to see it? I'll let it out here. Oh, careful. Oh, Lord. Ma, come in here. That snake up and saw another customer.
6: Don't have a
10: ball tonight. Let's have a ball Don't have a
6: blow So I am the Bishop of Brixton
7: on my way to the garden party at the palace
11: Where's the party, officer?
10: My special, K What's the health department got to say? Don't smoke more than 50 flags a day. So have you ever asked yourself? The to the pulse oh. life.